Beautiful stuff. That's the choice of Vili Kune asking for REM and strange currencies. Nice choice indeed, and we've got a bunch of other great choices coming through as well. Super easy for you to connect with us. You either WhatsApp us, you SMS us, or you follow us on Twitter. Now, I'm not sure if you know this, but today, the 15th of July, is in fact World Youth Skills Day. And the theme is skilling teachers, trainers, and youth for a transformative future. I must say, uh, if there's one thing that we need in our country right now, it's this. Because why? Because we have to start increasing employment and work opportunities for our young people. On the line, (coughs) excuse me, we've got Larisha Naidu, who is the head of the Anglo-American Zamela Enterprise Supplier Youth Development Programme. Wow, that's a mouthful. Larisha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much uh, for having me, Michelle. Larisha, when we talk about youth development with regards to skills, what is the connection between the two? How do you make it happen? Yes, so through Anglo-American Zamele, you know, it's all about monetization of skills. And especially on, on a World Skills Day, it's really important for us to as developers to think about skilling in a responsible way. So, uh, you know, historically, developers would start with the person. Uh, At Zamele, it's really about starting with where the job is. And we know that jobs are fine, scarce. So it's all about closing the gap between the employer and the potential employee. And uh, one of the things that we do is we try to, to, to understand where is the demand for those jobs. What are those jobs? What are the type of skills we can do? But at the same time, we also need to understand that we don't have, a, you know, a f- infinite resource of funding to be able to do this. So it has to be a fast turnaround in terms of skilling. It has to be uh, effective in terms of the cost. And it's really about building relationship and networks to get a young person into that job. So we are really obsessed with, uh, with skills that can be monetized. You know, Larisha, it's, it's interesting that you say that we're working to build up um, employees for employers. Uh, my concern is, and that's why I spoke about um, uh, finding work opportunities as opposed to job opportunities. At this point in time, is it worth our while letting young people assume that they would be able to find a job as opposed to the more proactive, and this is a challenge, I realize, the more proactive saying creating work for oneself? Yes, so I think it's, it's twofold. Uh, if we, you know, if we look at what the mill is up to at the moment, we really invest in, in uh, tourism and hospitality. And if you look at that sector on its own, you know, it's forked, uh, from the World Travel and Tourism Council to be growing at 7.6 annually over the next decade, looking at 800,000 jobs coming in. Now, why this particular uh, you know, environment or can I say sector so important for us? It's because it's a quick turnaround in skilling. It also is much more cost-effective, and there's a latent demand uh, within travel locally, regionally, and we are seeing internationally. So if I just think about what the Mele is looking at, we've just signed up a contract with Seas, 
which is the sister company to the Royal Caribbean uh, cruise liner. And even if we look at cruise lining, it, it's said to be the fastest growing sub within travel and tourism. With, uh, with a- okay, Larisha, I'm afraid, I'm afraid this line is really very, very bad. It's difficult for us to hear you. Could you maybe move a little bit where you're standing and see if that helps a bit? Um, okay. That, that would be great. Larisha, what um, I also wanted to ask you about, if we talk to these kinds of issues, I mean, I feel like every single week we're talking about this and yet we don't see the numbers changing. In fact, the numbers probably just get worse and worse and worse. What is it that we need to do to provide real access? I mean, this would be access to, to, the abil- to networks, access to work, access to geographies. I mean, if I am a young man sitting uh, on my street corner in a peri-urban or rural area, that just does not give me access to work opportunities. It also doesn't give me access to people who might give me work opportunities. How do we make that difference? Yes, so I think, uh, I hope you can hear me now. Yeah, much better. Okay, fantastic. Because I really want to talk about travel and tourism being a very important specific skilling uh, opportunity. Uh, and if I think about just what we find out through the Royal Caribbean and Silver Seas, uh, uh, sister company called Silver Seas, it was really around specific skilling. So I think it, the aim is to get very specific in skilling. Secondly, I, I, we can never ever discount the opportunities that entrepreneurial development does bring around the table. Uh, you know, an organization like Anglo-American Zamele is really obsessed with specific skilling, uh, gaining access to the right networks as, uh, as a corporate. So we want to be responsible about that, not just skilling for the sake of skilling. And then at the same time, we know that, you know, just accessibility for a young person to gain access to transport funding, to gain access to uh, loan funding, to start up a business is another big area. So through the program out in our communities, we're really looking at how, you know, and access funding, how they can access relevant skilling, entrepreneurialism, as well as, like I spoke about the stats of World Travel and Tourism Council saying that Tourism uh, is going to grow by about 7.6% annually, creating about 800,000 jobs over the next decade. Uh, over and above that, we saw really good growth between uh, January and March uh, in, in travelers, mostly from Africa, uh, African continent, Europe, and America. So we really want to encourage uh, you know, young people to look at sectors. And I guess, uh, you know, you Okay, Larisha, sorry, you cracked, yes. you, you're disappearing again. I suppose, um, it, if you could just hold still, I suppose in closing, the question that we have to ask is, is there a way, for example, could we, for example, say that a corporate's KPA must include them increasing the number of jobs either in their organization or in other spaces? I mean, is that a way that we could maybe consider doing it? Yes, I think, you know, entry um, criteria to get into a job. We need uh, employers to to really think about the unemployment levels of young people and really drop that criteria level. I think it's about really investing in our youth. And to do that, 
we've got to drop the criteria level. Over and above that, we've got to give young people meaningful working experiences when they come into uh, corporate. So whether it's project management, uh, you know, whether it's customer service, it's really investing in them. And it's going to take partnership. It's going to take commitment from both sides, whether it's the employer or the employee. Uh, you know, so we really want to look at the drop in the criteria so that we invest in young South Africans. And at the same time, uh, we also want to see that we invest in very feeling that's demand-led Okay, Larisha, we're going to leave it at that. Uh, Larisha Naidu, head of the Anglo-American Zumela Enterprise Supplier Youth Development Program. Um, not a great line. We apologize for that. But it does feel as though this is a conversation that every single person on radio is talking about with everyone else who is in the skills development space. And yet those numbers keep growing. What is it? Is our binding constraint early childhood development? Is our binding constraint education? Is our binding constraint that uh, the skills people are expected to have before they are taken in for a job are just too high and that, that we need to start lowering that skill and start giving skills development within the work process? Let's try and answer it and let's try and make a difference. 820.